Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I know it sounds like a really easy question that I'm asking here, um, but I would invite people to think a little bit more about the question. Do phones belong in theatrical programs do is it is it should it be allowed for audience members to have their phones and take video and pictures of live theater performances this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer 651-641-1071 we invite you to share your thoughts on this um but the reason i'm asking bradley is because i read an article in the new york times which Maybe you think it's making me sound smart, but it's really that I just finally bought a subscription. Oh, there you go. So I can get that into the whole dumb article. Um, but I read this article about a new conversation about etiquette and how things change and the landscape changes. And we've been so anti-phones in live theater productions for a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe the tide is shifting and should be shifting. So this article explores whether or not we might want to change our minds about having phones in performances, like looking at a phone, texting on a phone, all of the above. Okay. That's going to be a hard sell. I know that. And that's why I was particularly interested in this. What made you think it was not just a a no brainer? Don't do this. Well, because, um, in, okay. So this article in the New York times lays out a couple different of the famous incidents you've heard of, right? Like Patty Lapone calling out the lady in the front row during the performance. Iconic. Um, Seriously iconic and not at all surprising. Other stories of other actors who have maybe either broken character to ask somebody to put their phone away. Um, you'll remember during the share show, one of the actors uh, tweeted at Kanye West during the show from backstage, calling him out for having his phone yep. in the front row. Yep. And he said something along the lines of, well, the show was so great. I wanted to take notes, which was B to the S. Yeah. However, um, but that's been like kind of the that's been like the baseline argument, right? Like, don't do it. That's rude. But um, there have been some other voices that have emerged that have said, you know, that is kind of elitist behavior. It's an it's an old holdover. Um, Theater etiquette actually really has not been a conversation. The kind of theater etiquette that we practice uh, it's only been a conversation since the 19th century. Like Shakespeare audiences were notoriously rowdy. Yeah. Um, and so this is sort of a, mm, in the broad scheme, kind of a newer conversation. Uh, and so a lecturer in theater at the University of Bristol, who also write, wrote a book called The Reasonable Audience, which is a book about the contemporary dates of theater etiquette, says... The following, it's turned into a battle over who belongs and who gets to set the rules. Everyone goes into the theater thinking their own personal vision of what theater should be is 
likely clearly the right one. But there are conversations coming from younger audiences about having your phone in performances and like being allowed to take pictures and video. Okay, so my gut reaction is this is a horrible idea. However, that said, as I started to think about it, there were a couple things that I think people maybe aren't thinking about that might, you know, change the way they think about this or at least give them pause. And here here are those examples. So I have seen musical concerts, uh, or, or I should say this, when you go to a concert, mm-hmm. there's no expectation you're not going to be on your phone. Right. In fact, unless now there, I have been like Cindy Lauper, she told everybody, don't get your phones out. If you do, I'm mm-hmm. going to stop doing my concert. Mm-hmm. So like she was very explicit and some artists are very explicit, but I would say for the most part. That has sort of gone away. Like you, you just kind of, you know, you, it is unusual Mm -hmm. if an artist says, put your phones away. Right. Um, what is any different between going to see an artist in a theater at a concert where you got your phone out and watching a play or a musical? Now, I think you could probably make an argument, but, but, I have actually found myself while I'm watching, you know, a musical, let's say, at the Orpheum, sitting in the audience going, why is it that it is just assumed that you will not have your phones on Mm -hmm. during this musical performance versus if I was in the same theater for a musical act that didn't care if my phone was on, right? right? Like, why is that so different? Or at least why, why does nobody question that or push against that Mm -hmm. so that to me says it's not like impossible to think that we could do it the problem that i keep coming back to though is it is so distracting Mm -hmm. and especially like in a play for example i feel like i would just run the risk of being distracted constantly it's kind of like a movie theater right like concerts were fine with our phones movie theaters and stage productions maybe less so and i think that there there's another piece of the conversation that we've been neglecting which is like licensing rights so oh sure you know for the artist capturing stuff exactly so i think that that enters into the conversation somewhere and and i will just say i am not like my gut is no you shouldn't have your phone in a performance a live performance you shouldn't be taking video because that's what that's what is comfortable to me yeah but I'm like, oh, I just had not thought of more to the argument. We do have a couple calls coming yeah. in, and I want to get to those. But really quick, I wanted to add one more story to the conversation, which is there is a, a show uh, called, this, it's called Slave Play, which is uh, written by Jeremy Harris. It is an intermission-free show, and Rihanna attended that show. Uh, she texted Jeremy Harris on the way there and said, I'm running late. He held the curtain for her. Wow. Then, That's when you know you're a, a big a deal. Yeah. Um, then when she was in the show, she texted him midway through the show. And he shared that story on, of course, social media. Yeah. And he basically said, when your idol texts to say she's late, you hold the curtain. When she texts you in the middle of the performance, you tweet about it. Well, people had all kinds of opinions about that. Why is Rihanna texting in the middle of the show to begin with? And he basically said... I'm so glad she did. I'm so glad people are sharing it in the midst of it. Jennifer's on the line. Hi, Jennifer. What would you like to add to this? Um, Yeah, I think it's a a nuanced thing, and maybe different shows need to stipulate um, if yes or no. But 
I find generally my answer is no. And we were recently at a concert, and everybody had their phone. A lot of people around us had their phones out. And the lights from the phones, you can't see as well. Right. Um, and, it, and you think somebody really spent time designing their lighting and stuff. But we also noticed one thing that I hate to be generalizing, and I'm an old person. I'm almost 70. But everybody that had their phone out was in their 60s. And the younger people seem to be much more into the show. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're trying to, you know, they're posting it. And I don't know, but that's my feeling. It's distracting. That is so, so interesting. Thank you, Jennifer. I will say I've been known to pull my phone out just to illuminate the program. Because sometimes don't like I have to go to yeah. the bathroom and I want to know how yeah. many songs are left. Yeah. What sue me? Um, really quickly, we yeah. got a, an actor uh, on Twitter. Scott tweeted us and said, "As an actor, phones are an unwelcome distraction. It's a distraction for the audience and for the performers. I'd welcome phones if it was explicitly said that it, this was a phone friendly production." Interesting, uh, I, and I appreciate that perspective for sure. Megan's on the line. Hi, Megan. Hi, I am um, actually, um, I am employed at the, our local, um, wonderful, nationally renowned dinner theater. I'll leave it at that. I know that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm actually a hostess. And um, we have our, um, every evening before the show goes on, um, the, the gentleman will come out on stage and say, turn it off. Mm. Keep it off. Um, you're violating, you know, and he'll flat out say, if you take pictures, um, you take you're violating copyright and all that good stuff and mm-hmm. it's distracting as others have said. Mm. And I'm a hostess and we're actually there during the entire, we have a hostess on duty during the entire um, theater. And I can move really fast in the dark. I can see it across the room. I was working on Saturday night. I actually saw something light up and I was, I was across that room so fast. It was somebody's eye watch. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I've, I've, I've um, t- had people turn off I've told people to get off their phones. We've had to delete photos and stuff. And how do people typically react to that, Megan, out of curiosity? (laughs) Um, Usually they're pretty good about it. Um, Sometimes they get a little snotty. Yeah. And then I just slightly um, remind them, sorry, I'm outside walking. I'm sorry. That's okay. We're Um, happy. Get your fitness on, girl. (laughs) Get your steps in for the day. (laughs) Yeah. So, no. And um, usually they're um, pretty understanding. Occasionally they get a little... You know, snotty, but then I just try to, you know, kind of, I'm so sorry, but, you know, it's distracting to the actors. Yeah. They have a stage manager behind stage who can see it. And if we don't catch it, yeah. the general manager is getting a phone call. Yeah, so. absolutely. Thank you, Megan. Thanks, Megan. You're also, you know, damn the rules, right? Thanks like, you know. And but so- I always think, too, like, isn't that, isn't that true for concerts, though? Because I always think about, like, I remember back in the day when we first started, like, having the ability to have our phones with us in a concert mm-hmm. and thinking, like, can you post stuff? Like, people will just show video like on Instagram and stuff from concerts. And I'm like, technically speaking, I mean, nobody enforces anything obviously because they probably want the publicity, but theoretically there's no difference between a, 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 Musical performance. I mean, because I was gonna, I was going to make an argument that there are like people like somebody said who designed the lighting. Um, there are people photographers who are paid to do the licensed photography. Yeah, there are people who have been paid to do the costumes. There are people who have been paid to write the the script and the music and all of that. And all of that stuff has got to be licensed, right? Yeah. And so it would be a violation. But you're right. What is different than about a major? 
stage production. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift shows up and she's got all kinds of crazy elements that somebody also created. And you're almost encouraged yeah. to take pictures oh, for sure. yeah. and video. I don't know. I just was interested in the perspective that allowed for photographs and phones in productions. And I thought that would be something interesting to chew on. It's so, never, it's never a bad idea to relook at, you know, what we think is just the way it's always been. Right. 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 Uh, you know what? I feel like we should chew on something else though. Like something for real. Yeah. We're going to chew on something uh, very exciting. We have a very special guest who has uh, opted to bring us a cheat day experience. We're going to talk about it and eat it after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. We had a party. We don't want to be at Okay, so um, this is just a, a truth that everybody needs to know. If somebody sends uh, a Facebook message and says, can I bring you something for cheat day? The answer is probably going to be yes. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. This Unless is a- you're like dirt. Can I bring you dirt? No. <laughs> no, that's not acceptable. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And on Fridays, let's just do this the right way. On Fridays, we have a little cheat day. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Uh, And so I got this Facebook message from Carla and Carla said, can I bring this to you? And I said, heck, yes, you can bring this to me. Um, Carla's in the studio. Hello, Carla. Hi, Carla. Hello, guys. Uh, And you brought us a big cooler full of Bradley. Can you tell us? What we are, uh, where this is from, because you say it the best. In oh, the room. Um, well, it's their their popsicles. Oh, sorry, they're popsicles. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know what you meant. If they're from a place called La Michoacana. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but it's uh, in the Midtown Global Market, right, Carla? Correct. There's two locations, one on Lake Street, um, just east of the Midtown or west of the Midtown Global Market, and one in the Midtown Global Market. And you happened upon these, and you I saw you posted about them on Facebook, and you basically said, you need to get these in your mouth ASAP. Well, I live there. Oh, I am oh, one of okay. those lucky people that live at the oh, Midtown gosh. Global so Market. So basically... This is like downstairs in your freezer all yeah. the time. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't really have to make food. You can just go downstairs and eat. It's terrible. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you mean delightful. Well... Yeah. <laughs> so what about the what about the the um, popsicles or the paletas? Uh, well, they are amazing. Made you want to bring them to us today? Because, well, first of all, let's talk about last week when you did one. the cereal. That was the which w- was sad. Wasn't Thank that you. So sad. Oh Tell my gosh! Oh, and I thought they need something good. And then I had they just moved into Midtown. I have had five of them. So, okay, so here's the thing. Not so, at all the same time. Okay, so here's what happened last week. For those of you who are like, what was so bad about last week? Here's what was so bad about last week. We thought, okay, we Kellogg's released this all-together series. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... 
<sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Real? And they were like, and it was like six different cereals in one box. And we were like, oh my gosh, we got to get that. And we'll just try it. It'll be so good. And then we got the dumb box and the cereals were all in different boxes. I mean, it was seriously stupid. So Carla, thank you for taking pity on us and trying to make good on last week. So I'm going to try the uh, gummy bear paleta. It has gummy bears. So literally, in it. it's so cute. A handmade popsicle, and they have a whole. They have tons of food. I have not been there yet, but I have seen lines out the door. Um, their their standalone location, which is like practically across the street or down right. the street. It's just down east of um, Park on Lake Street. The popsicles. They also or have west ice Park. cream, agua frescas. They've got some. Um, they have basically walking, what I would call a walking taco, but it's like Doritos in a bag with a bunch of yummy things on mm. top. What are you doing right now? Oh, really good. Is it good? Tell oh me about God. it while I put something else. Okay. Which one do you have? I have the gummy bears, which you haven't even tried, have you, Carl? No. I, listen, I am going to be honest. I was going to be like, it's a popsicle. Like, my kids make these. My kids don't make oh, these. You want this one. Do I? No. What is it? What are you having? It's caramel. Oh, it it's looks like really creamy. good. Just wait, Bradley. Mm. Just take another bite. It's really what good. What's in there? There's, well, there's caramel in there. Mm mm. Mm. Okay, we're going to yeah. trade. There's like caramel in the middle. Okay, hold on. Uh, we're trading? Okay. Because you're going to love that. That's fruity. This is so fun. That one is just decadent. You're going to want to put that whole thing in your mouth. Okay. All so, right, so these are basically just like <laughs> the best This is like the most popsicles. fun cheat day for us. I don't know if the listeners are as excited as we are eating these, but isn't oh, that so good? That's fun. Isn't it? You like, know, this would be really good about July 8th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or basically any time in the summer because it's so refreshing and cold. Okay, this caramel one has like, like a big stripe of caramel right through the yeah. middle. That is so really good. good. No, I'm I will I will be honest. I just was like, how can a popsicle be so amazing? Because again, my kids make them. And again, my kids don't make these popsicles. No, they don't. Bradley, try Those another really one while you're okay, over there. So we have I'm going to eat some more of this caramel. Water, spicy watermelon? We literally have a minute left, so we got to get into that like ASAP. Oh, here, let me try the mango one. Okay, so there's a mango one. Is that like a mango? And again, this is a, there's a location in Midtown Global Market. Um, this is the mango chamoy. I'm going to do spicy. Okay. Uh, okay. Ooh. Oh, you're going spicy? Mmm. This one is sweet and spicy. Whoa. Spicy too. This one is sweet and spicy too. real spicy. This one's really good. Is it? Yeah, this Ooh, one this is the spicy. mango with a little strike. Okay, we gotta Carla, give thank you so much, Carla. Thank you so much for these amazing. You're welcome, popsicles. guys. Five cobras, I think, from both yeah, of us. Five cobras for sure. For on sure. The caramel. La Michoacana in uh, Midtown Global Market. Oh, this Carla, is so thank awesome. you so much. We've got some d bags to tell you about. Uh, not Carla. When we come back no. on the Colleen and Bradley show. in the afterglow of those delicious popsicles. Bradley, say the name of the place again. La Michoacana. Uh, I probably am mispronouncing it, but... Mm, it's better than I could do. I need to go there because uh, there are two locations, by the way. Again, one in Midtown Global Market and then one just down the street, I think, off Lake... It's on Lake Street. Yeah. And um, in addition to all those lovely 
paletas or popsicles that we just had. They have all sorts of other yummy snacks that we need to try. And honestly, that was just the wonderful Carla who just said, I just want to give you guys a good cheat day. And she did. So thank you again to Carla. Uh, and uh, that was a fun cheat day. And again, I would give that five Cobras. Yeah, that was a, that was a five Cobra. We kind of got like all of a sudden we had all these like popsicles staring at uh-huh. us. And we're like, what do we do? And we Ate just them. put them in yep. our gullets. Okay. And now uh, I think the perfect, perfect dessert for the dessert yeah, is like, celebrities behaving badly. Like after dinner, man. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. What do you got? Well, I have Fat Rob. What? That's what I lovingly oh. call the stories that the internet is trying to tell us about Rob Kardashian. He's not the D-bag, right? No, 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 no. It's this storyline about Fat Rob. And Rob is not okay. fat. It's just that that's, that's the... That's the storyline that they're trying to feed us. Yeah, and by... It's like poor Chloe. And, and by they, I mean like his mom yeah. and tabloids. Because his mom is talking to tabloids. Mm-hmm. You'll remember, as of yesterday, do you... I should ask you. Do yeah. you remember where we were with Rob as of yesterday, uh, he was feeling better about himself and he was going to start maybe going out in public more. Well, that was the day before. Oh, okay. And then you'll remember because this is a journey we're on. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, he wasn't, he's not going to like get obsessed with his abs and like try to have like a six pack. He's fine with his dad bod. He's just going to rock his dad bod, man. Yeah. Well, now, um, we have another development. Oh, geez. He's feeling more hopeful about his future and dating life. <sighs> yeah. He's single and ready to mingle. Now, this story comes from a source who's talking to E E News. Look at that. Rob is single, but he would like to date. He wants to find someone to spend time with and share his life with. He doesn't want to be single and has tried to meet someone. He's starting to feel better about himself and is more hopeful. Um, He knows that he's made bad decisions in the past and wants to do things differently. Now, when... A source is talking to E. Who is the source? Chris Jenner. Yeah, it's a Kardashian. It's come. The call's coming from inside, inside the, the house. house. Now, why would they be planting stories about how Rob really? Um, he realizes he's made some mistakes in the past, and he wants to do things different now. What's that about? Do you think? Uh, that's all about Black China. Thank you. And what was the mistakes that he made with Black China? Uh, the revenge porn and also marrying her. Yeah. So obviously no one was going to want to get anywhere near that because, hello, things go south. Mm-hmm. He's going to sh- post your revenge porn. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is still like character cleanup on aisle four when it comes to Rob. They are trying to bring Rob back into the public eye. Yeah. This is the full like rebuilding Rob Kardashian's image. Now. Here's here's a dot that I'm connecting in my head as I say this. Why is it interesting that Rob is being brought to the foreground? Which usually these storylines have to relate back to keeping up with the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. right? So if Rob is making a comeback, Mm -hmm. what is curious about that? What else is going on that might be somehow connected? And you may not know, but... Nothing is real and everyone everyone smokes. smokes. Another That's story my stock came out. Answer when I don't know Bradley's what Bradley's getting at. Another story came out today suggesting that somebody was going to be taking a back seat to the public eye. And her name is Courtney Kardashian. No, her name is Chloe. Uh, that's what I meant. I think. Wasn't it Chloe? No, I believe it was Courtney. Are you sure? 92% sure. You're absolutely right. It's Courtney. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I should so trust myself. If Courtney is taking a back seat, 
Yeah. Rob is in the front seat. And hopefully the seatbelt will fit. But what I uh, am just making my D-bag today. Yes, exactly. Thank you. That the seatbelt <laughs> doesn't fit. That this, the whole story is Rob got fat and had to go away. Because the truth is Rob had to go away because Rob posted his ex or well, his baby mama's revenge porn. Correct. Or he revenged her porn. I don't know what the verb is for revenge porn, but he did the revenge, he revenge porn. Porned. So because he did that, he had to go bye bye in the car car. Mm-hmm. And the excuse they used was that he got that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then that's why he Which was of a course recluse. Makes perfect sense because that is what people do when they gain a few LBs. They, Oh yeah. They just, they don't show away. themselves in public. Yeah. Because we can't have that walking around the world. And literally for the last three days, I'm, we've had these. I just want everybody to know I'm being facetious and sarcastic. People didn't know that. Okay. Just in case. Well, it's their you know? fault. Uh, anyway, um, but for the last week, we've been having these stories about how he's coming back and he's feeling more confident because he posted a picture with his mom for Halloween and everybody was like, "Ooh, you look good. Ooh, you look so amazing. Ooh, Rob, look at you. And then he was like, oh, I got self-esteem again because people made nice comments about me on Instagram. Yay. So that was the storyline. And then it was like, you know. Rob's really working on his fitness. He's not gonna he's not gonna be like Mr. Sixpack, which that's just an excuse to say, um, don't think Rob's gonna look like all that. Yeah. What that was was Chris Jenner being like he's still gonna he'll be never chunky. be what we want him to be, but yeah. he'll be better. He's still than gonna he look was. swollen. But we need to get him out in public and so we're this narrative they are telling is just lazy mm-hmm. and it's dumb. Anyway. How about this? Can we do this? Because mm-hmm. I think this is always fun. Mm-hmm. What's next, Bradley? <clears throat> if you had to put on your oh. uh, Miss Cleo. Um, get Call your, me now. Yeah. What do you think is, what's the next Didn't move? Did she die? Oh, did she? Did Miss Cleo die? Let me work on that. I think you might be right. Oh. Anyway. Uh, it's Miss Cleo with a K. She's the Kardashian, Miss yeah, Cleo. Okay. Um, Call me now. Miss Cleo Kardashian. Yes. What does Miss Cleo Kardashian think that Kris Jenner is going to do next well, when it comes to Rob? Okay, so totally. Rob is a fatty, and then he's working on his fitness, so he's got his revenge body. And then he's going to try to date. So probably you're going to see him with a lady... And she's probably going to be like a real inspiration to him. And she is going to be responsible for it. But you know what's so disturbing about that? Is that's the exact that's same storyline with last Black time. China. And that's how we ended up with mm-hmm. Black China and a child. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that to me seems like that's where we're going. And yes, sadly, Miss Cleo died of cancer oh. in 2016. Rest in peace, Miss Cleo. <sighs> Flicker the lights if you can hear us. I don't she know. She must be that. busy. I'm Darn it. Sure she's... Oh, there they go. <laughs> oh, my God. Miss Cleo's here. Uh, all right. Okay. I got a D bag for you. Oh, I feel weird about this D bag. Okay. But why? I, I got to go all in on this because um, I read this article in the city pages. This is a local D bag. I just thought this was so ridiculous and I can't even. Hometown hero. Hometown zero. Um, <sighs> do you know of the name Michael McDermott? No. He's a restaurateur locally, responsible for three different restaurants that failed in the exact same spot. Oh, okay. In downtown Minneapolis. Uh, let's see. There was Rojo. There was Ling and Louie's. Yep. 
Uh, wait a minute. Or not. No, maybe it was just, I don't know which one, which ones were his. No. So here, I do know the story now Thank that you. you're refreshing my mind. So I read about this earlier this week. This is, um, this was the Rojo that was on Nicollet Mall on downtown. Nicollet Mall, right. And before that, it had been two other incarnations that he was responsible for. Right. It's not that, anyway, he brought those into those spaces. Yes. And the story was that they failed. Right. And he, well, his excuse is that it is the space and it is downtown's fault. Yeah. It is not the restaurant's fault. It is downtown's fault. Um, this, despite the fact that there are other similarly concepted does that even make sense? Restaurants within feet of that space that are enormously successful in downtown. But this is why he's a D-bag. This is my favorite part. Okay? Are you ready? Yep. Quote, this is what he told the Business Journal. I'm in the suburbs. I don't know anyone who goes downtown. (sighs) Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. the metropolitan area Mm -hmm. that uh, exists at the center of the suburbs. Yep. yep. So, like, the suburbs are suburbs. Why? Because of the herb. What's the herb? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Okay, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Those are the urban areas. Herb. The suburbs are the uh, areas outside of the urban area. Yeah. Um, d- dude, you don't go downtown. Your people that you hang out with maybe don't go downtown. People go downtown. Well, and they and eat downtown. Here's here's what he, uh, he he in this interview he talked about because when I was reading this I was like okay let's talk about this. He talked about a lack of parking and excess of crime, a weak retail environment, and then says that he doesn't know anybody who goes downtown for those reasons. Um, you know, I'm sh- there are like valid things about the downtown of Minneapolis that are important to business owners and people who live in downtown. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that they don't have actual issues. Absolutely. But that is not why your business failed. Right. For the simple fact that there are businesses, um, there are restaurants who've been there for probably decades. Yes. Like, I think of like McCormick and Schmick. That are enormously uh, successful. I think they're still there, I hope, because now if they're not, I'm going to sound like an idiot. But what I'm saying is there are there are restaurants, sure, maybe, maybe it's harder. Yep. Maybe it's unique. Mm-hmm. It presents unique challenges that as a business owner you have to face. But usually, if you're like, oh, it's everyone else's fault, it's not my fault then it, for why the business didn't work, uh, at a certain point, people start to ask, Really? Yeah. Is it really uh, just everybody else? To your point, Brits, Zalo, The Newsroom, and McCormick and Schmicks have each been open for 15 years. Yeah. And uh, Barrio, which opened in 2008, is, is incredibly so successful. Uh, and uh, this particular restaurateur also is... Um, now, this is what I think is really interesting. I'll just throw this out there. Uh, he is also very pessimistic about the new Dayton's. Uh, oh, I wonder why project. Um, but here's the thing that's interesting about this: he was he is a business partner of Andrew Zimmern's in Lucky Cricket. Mm-hmm. What does what's going on at the new Dayton's project? Well, Andrew Zimmern is responsible for a food hall that's yeah. going to be in the new Dayton's project. So he might want to just talk to Andrew before he's smack talking downtown. Exactly. You know, look, I don't doubt that business owners downtown have things they don't like about the business environment downtown. But I imagine the same is true for people in the suburbs. Like, nobody's rushing out. I mean, you guys, I don't want to make this rural, urban, suburban debate. Mm-hmm. But people in the suburbs have 
issues too. Right. Sure, they have plenty of free parking, but I'm sure they have all sorts of other stuff they don't care for or would like to do differently. Right. Absolutely. If it's that much of an issue, why do you keep putting restaurants down there? Like if he's having such a hard time, like maybe maybe go somewhere else. Shame on me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Fool me twice, shame on me again. Yeah. Fool me three times, what? There is no quote for that. I'm yeah. just saying. Usually you only do it Also, twice. I would just like to point out, here's where I will get a little... Soapboxy? Issuey. Okay. Downtown is not for one particular type of person or group of people. Right. So to say, like, I, you know, I live in the suburbs. My people don't go downtown. They don't go downtown. Okay. Good for All you. Right. Bye. That's your choice. I mean, I go to the suburbs sometime. Mm-hmm. I go downtown sometime. But I bet there are people downtown who are like, we don't care. Yeah. We're downtown. <laughs> like, we already are downtown. Yeah. There are people who live downtown. Maybe ask them what kind of restaurant they want. I know that shocks people. Yeah, Yeah, there are people who actually live in the downtown area. I would just like more restaurants in my neighborhood. I just like, I just want different types of, I want all different kinds of restaurants. That's what I want. I want good restaurants and lots of them. I just want food. That's all. Do we ask for too much? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, I want to talk about... Gwyneth Paltrow's feelings about Harvey Weinstein. Let's oh, talk about that should Gwyneth be fun. Paltrow's feelings. Okay. After this on My Talk 1071. We usually love to hate on Gwyneth Paltrow on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, but when we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, we call ourselves the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers, they are gonna find you stuff that's dumb on Goopa, 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 Goopa. That's just what they do. Goopa, 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 Goopa. There's always stupid stuff on Goop. So Gwyneth Paltrow was also at the Deal Book conference on Wednesday. We talked about that a little bit earlier no, in the show. Yeah. With Kim Kardashian and a whole bunch of other, you know, movers and shakers and thinkers and, you know, modern millionaires with lots of ideas. Movers and shakers. Mm-hmm. And so, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, she's the president of Goop, the lifestyle brand that makes you shove things in uh, your holiest of holies and also <laughs> <laughs> feel terrible about yourself. It's H-O-L-E. Um, thank you. Uh, okay, so, but at this deal book conference on Wednesday, she was asked about her feelings about Harvey Weinstein. Now, to lay context to this, 
we learned only just a few, a couple of months ago mm-hmm. that she was instrumental in bringing forward the stories about Harvey Weinstein. She did play a role. Yes. She, yes, played a role. Yep. Uh, in, in basically signing off on what um, people had suspected for a long time. Exactly. So, so, you know, she was involved in the Harvey Weinstein story in a way that we weren't necessarily entirely aware. She uh, she earned her Oscar from her role in Shakespeare in Love, which was a production uh, by Harvey Weinstein. So she had a relationship with him, a friendship. Um, but she hasn't spoken a lot about Harvey Weinstein publicly. So when asked about it, this is what she said at this uh deal book conference on Wednesday. Yeah. You know, I don't like to be binary about people or things. I think we're all equal parts or varying percentages, light and dark. And then she went on to say, he was a very, very important figure in my life. He was my main boss. He gave me incredible opportunity. And yet during that time, we had a very, very fraught, complicated relationship, highs and lows. And the postscript to that chapter of my life is where it gets extremely complicated for me because information came to light about who he was and about how he was behaving that I didn't know during my already difficult time with him. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel. Um, so that was during her interview that she that she said those words, and then she went on to ask if there was anything like men that men like Harvey Weinstein could do to repent for their abuse. Um, and this is, by the way, the abuse that Harvey Weinstein will go on trial for at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow said, uh, "There's a spectrum, but it does seem to me for the more egregious offenders that really loss of power is what keeps them from further offending." So if they don't have the power, then they lose that dynamic and then the game is over, which I don't disagree with that. The part that I think is getting is kind of poking at people is this idea that Gwyneth is conflicted about her feelings about Harvey Weinstein, who she admits that she did not have a great relationship with. Yeah. But that she was fortunate enough to get an Oscar by working with him. So I just think like. Uh, from the perspective of the, like, it just depends on what we're trying to get at. Like, uh, she's entitled to her opinions and she's entitled to share her story. And uh, if her feelings and thoughts are complicated, well, at least she's being honest about it. So I'd like to reward her for talking openly about it. I always tend to be a little suspect of the things that come out of Gwyneth Paltrow's mouth in a public setting like this, where she's representing like her business and her brand or, you know, uh, intentionally or otherwise, because I just think like, what are you, you know, like, are you really going to say anything that's that awkward or uncomfortable that might put your business interests at risk? And that just seems like, you know, fraught anyway. So, but apart from that, um, I I think there is something refreshing about her being honest about what's going on in her head. Yeah. But if you are coming from the position of uh, a person who was victimized by Harvey Weinstein, it's exactly that kind of fraught thought process in her head that allowed, I shouldn't say hers particularly. But one like hers. But one like hers that could keep people from confronting the issue and allowing it to continue because they're like, well, he's done so much good over here. Who am I to like ruin that for him just by telling what I know? Like, I'm not saying she's making that claim, but I think that that's, you know, I can understand somebody who would criticize her for that or who would not agree with that. I think, you know, if I'm in, 
and I'm direct, and, but but I get it. I hear what you're saying, and and I I think you know what that triggers for me. If if I'm in Gwyneth Paltrow's position, um, I might be thinking about how my words would affect the people who have suffered the most. Mm-hmm. Right by Harvey Weinstein. If I'm speaking publicly and I have a platform and I'm Gwyneth Paltrow, I want to think about what my words are saying to a person who was a victim of Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. and what I don't want to hear. Probably, I'm and I'm. I, there's no way for me to know this, but if I were a victim of Harvey Weinstein, I don't know how I would feel about hearing Gwyneth Paltrow being conflicted. Yeah, it's like well, you have the luxury of being conflicted. Exactly. I didn't have that luxury. Precise. I'm not conflicted. And I totally think that's valid as well. And so I don't, you know, again, like she's allowed to have her thoughts, feelings, opinions, whatever. But in a public forum, she does have to think about how her words are going to come across. And I think it's okay to say it's complicated, but then also turn. I wish she would have turned it to the victims at some point to show some sort of empathy Toward the people who who didn't, as you as you said, Bradley, so eloquently, have the luxury of feeling conflicted. Yeah. About Harvey Weinstein. I mean, yeah. It's complicated. At least man. she's talking about it. I mean, she could just be like many a business. Which, by the way, she was not talking about it for a really yeah. long time. So the fact that she is talking about it publicly at all, I think, is progress. And I also think we're easy to we're quick to sort of judge Gwyneth Paltrow for a number of other reasons, but if she were not Gwyneth Paltrow and she made the choices that she did, I don't know that we would be as critical of her because I think each woman and each person who's confronted or who had to deal with somebody like Harvey Weinstein had to make their own choices. And I don't know that, you know, I mean, I would like to hope that I acted in a certain way, Mm -hmm. But it is clear from the telling of the story about Gwyneth, or of Harvey Weinstein that there were all sorts of ways people reacted to that story. And I don't know that we should be quick to judge who was right and who was wrong. Absolutely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got another development in the case of Amy Robach and CBS and ABC and uh, all the all of that stuff. We're going to tell you it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 